2: What is going on? A little weekend. middle cop mailbag. Keep it short and sweet because it's Easter. Happy Easter to everybody. Hopefully you're enjoying your uh, friends and family. Uh, We'll have a full set of podcasts this week. Some Masters reaction. Obviously it's delayed. I'm recording this on Saturday afternoon. Who knows if they finish on Sunday. If they do, reaction pod for Monday. Then some football pods next week. Uh, Yeah, we'll just keep rocking and rolling with the content. If that's what we do. We create content, create podcasts, and uh, that's my job. So we will figure it out. It's kind of the, the the slow time. Though I saw Joe Douglas on stage with Boomer Esiason, who looked absolutely hammered, uh, said that Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. So I've never seen a trade get done for months, but not actually get done. But that's, that's the first NFL history, and it involves Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So who can be shocked? Also, a little housekeeping. If you go to the Volumes website, volume.com. Uh, there is a merch section. And we got uh produced a bunch of sweet Golo merchandise, some Golo trucker hats that are in transit my way right now as well. They look really good, as well as Golo Polos on Adidas. Uh, listen, I, I have some buddies that work for Adidas Golf. They they hooked me up with some polos uh just separately from that. And, and they I love Adidas polos. I've been wearing them now for a couple months. Uh, they they look really, really good. Also have some of those polos on my way. I'm gonna start rocking those, those guys. But with the purchase of a polo, you get half off uh, a trucker hat up until the uh, master's ends. If you use the promo code masters 23. So check out, we're going to start pushing some merch. The, the, the Golo merch looks good. So go check that out. The volumes website, volume.com. Also got it linked in my Twitter and Instagram bio for those of you internet heads. Let's do uh, let's do some mailbag. Start with Scott. Question for the back. You have made it pretty clear Tua is not your type of quarterback. Small player and not a big arm. However, on both your shows, you have been very positive about Purdy, who is also a smaller player with an average arm. Not sure if you were taking their draft position in narrative into the narrative or not. Taking injuries out of the conversation, who do you think is a better player? Who would teams want out of the two? Well, Tua has a concussion pro- problem. Tua has an injury history now. Hurt in college, hurt several times in the pros, gets concussions nonstop, which I don't wish upon anybody, but he has a major concussion risk. I would say he's the number one concussion risk in the league. Right? So Purdy's a much better athlete than Tua. Watch the two of them play. One guy can't escape. The other guy can't. Now, obviously, Purdy is currently injured, but I, I think there's a difference of freak injuries and the way Tua is constantly hurt. So yeah, part of it is like, I wouldn't have taken Brock Purdy fifth overall. If I took Tua in the seventh round, I'd have no problem with a pick. He was a fifth overall pick. He's taken above Justin Herbert. So I, I do think draft position, what I pay you, they picked up his fifth year option. Brock Purdy makes $900,000. Like this is a business. What's your price point? Tua costs a lot of money. I allocated a lot of draft capital. I passed on a generational talent form. So I, I think there are several variables That come into play that just don't for Purdy. Purdy was a seventh, the Mister Irrelevant, the last pick in the entire draft. So, and as players, like Tua does throw a nice deep ball, and they got some you know talented players. But when I draft a guy fifth overall, like I expect him to be a star. No different than Trey Lance. Like Trey Lance simply is not good enough. You know when I take a guy third overall. So yeah, I think that factors in. I'm I'm high on Purdy, factoring in like given where he was drafted. I mean that that. That's a huge part of his story, right? I wish the NFL would circle Dean Spanos and get him to sell the team for some bullshit reason. LOL. Probably a response to my take on how the NFL wants Dean, not Dean, but Bidwell and Mark Davis. You know, they, they would love to get new owners with the Raiders and the Cardinals. I, I feel you, Charger fans. I mean, who leaves San Diego for Los Angeles? I don't quite get that one. Uh but at least he got his own stadium. Oh, wait, he's a tenant where he pays a dollar rent. So clearly, I guess it was more lucrative for them to go up there. But Chargers, man, always something. What's your thoughts and opinions on where Stetson Bennett should get drafted? I know he's been surrounded by NFL caliber players, but the dude is just winning back to back natties. Uh, much love all the way from Queensland, Australia. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. Jason Day, I put a couple hundo on him to win uh, to win the Masters, and he was right there until he hit one in the water on 15 in his second round, and we've been struggling ever since. But I love me some Jason Day. I would say on Stetson Bennett, if you haven't had a chance, the TMZ video, not a good look. And listen, I I got I hell, I got kind of a little not out of hand. I just drank a little more than I thought the other night. Now I didn't get in any trouble or anything. It was just. Me and my girlfriend and some other friends out and about. And when I got home, I realized I'd had a few too many. So I am not one to judge on people having a few too many. I am one to judge, though, when you get arrested and you're in the back of a cop car. So once I see that visual, I have a harder time taking you seriously. Now, Dak Prescott got a DUI right before the draft. And he ended up going in the fourth round where he probably would have been easily a second day pick. So I'm not letting a one-off situation, but I think there are some parallels like, you know, a smaller guy with an average arm, right, who played a bunch in college. There were some comparisons to Brock Purdy and like, oh, Stenson Bennett's going to go much higher now because of Brock Purdy's success. Well, part of Brock Purdy's success, like super high character guy, there's kind of this edge. I don't know if you saw the uh, the National Championship Parade. There was like this deep-seated anger with Stetson Bennett. And part of it is like this walk-on who overcame adversity. But he kind of has this like Baker Mayfield chip on his shoulder anger thing going. And there's a balance of like, okay, you overcame some stuff. But as a scouting buddy told me, like, isn't that the price of admission at the highest level? If you're not some elite talent, is like, you know, sticking through things and just battling your way. And I think when you let kind of this anger and edge, and then I think people are going to question, like, can this guy handle his boost? Can I trust this guy to have a few pops and not get in trouble? Because I think that's more up for debate. One thing I remember Colin. And I thought it was overblown at the time, but I got to give him credit was dead on with his take when Baker Mayfield got arrested that night in Arkansas uh, and run away from the cops. And remember the cop just like went Ray Lewis Urlacher on him, destroyed him. And Colin's like, I, I can't have that. And let's face it. He, I don't know if he ever really got in trouble in the pros, but definitely maturity was an issue. So I, I look at this guy and go like maturity's an issue and I can't draft average talent guys. When maturity and question marks to the character is an issue because usually that doesn't translate a quarterback right like listen I, Jalen Carter makes me nervous at least he's an elite talent right Th- this guy's not an elite talent so when you're not an elite talent in the pros, how do you overcome you check all the boxes off the field and you watch that video and again I'm not judging on the drinking stuff like whatever it, it, all my friends drink I drink like I, I'm pro drinking but I but I do judge, like I've never been arrested been drinking for 20 plus years now. 38 years old. Hell, more than that. 23. Started, you know, started boozing when I was like 15, 16. (laughs) Never one issue. Now, there could have been one thing in high school. Long story short, we'll tell that story a different day. But for the other than that, like, like, I don't know people going behind a cop car. Right? Because what the hell are you doing, bro? And as he said in that video, throwing my entire reputation away in one night. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Like, that's. I don't know. So I. I think he'll get, I, I thought he was a lock to get drafted after the game. And then you see stuff like that. Mm. I, I just think there's some, it's weird, negative stuff behind the scenes on him. Not like it, it's hard to quantify and describe them, but there's just some negativity surrounding him in the scouting circles. I appreciate your takes on football, finance, and life in general. I like this guy. Question Can you please give us more insight in how the league views teams? how teams view and regard the second and third level quarterback market. I'm a Vikings fan who sees Cousins for what he is. But guys like Cousins, Dak, Jimmy G, Goff, just get destroyed by media and fans. We'd all love the next Brady, Manning, or Mahomes. But to our teams, I don't see the Ravens, Eagles, or Bucks returning their trophies because they had Flacco, Foles, or Brad Johnson. I would agree. Now, my counter on that is those three names are massive, massive outliers. The majority of human beings winning Super Bowls are Brady, Manning, Mahomes, Roethlisberger. It's like blue chip Hall of Fame, guys. Look at the history of the league. Hall of Fame level quarterbacks are consistently not just winning it, but in the Super Bowl as well. So those situations are few and far between. Now, Cousins' career, start to finish, is better than the guys you just listed, Foles, Johnson, and Flacco. I think the reason they get crushed, I think it's pretty simple. And Jimmy made less than those guys, but like Cousins making 38, Dak making 40, you you're making big boy money. Once you make huge money, this is the NFL, right? You're not playing for the Tampa Bay Rays. You're not playing for the Orlando Magic. Any team you play for in the NFL, it's a big deal once you start getting making a lot of money at quarterback. So the expectations, once I'm paying you a large percentage of my cap, is for you to be a playoff-worthy guy. Now, what Cousins and Dak bring to the table, they can get you to double G wins basically every year. Like those guys, when they're healthy, it's on the if the defense is good, you're gonna go to the playoffs. Are you gonna win in the playoffs? And that's kind of fair or not because listen, Cousins and Dak are going to have fantastic resumes at the end of their career, regular season wise. They're gonna throw a bunch of touchdowns. They're gonna have a bunch of wins. But we do kind of judge it. The Rings culture, you see that a lot on social media. Like this, the Rings culture is ruining sports. Bullshit. We've always watched sports to see who wins. I mean, that's that's the point. It's sports is very black and white. There's a winner and there's a loser, and you play all season to win in the playoffs. In golf, to win in the majors. In baseball, to win the playoffs in the World Series. Right. In basketball, to get to the NBA Finals. The NCAA tournament. That's that's what the whole thing's about. Get in the NCAA tournament, make a run. It's part of sports. So, like, yeah, I think the judgment on Dak and Cousins specifically is like, why do they kind of suck in the playoffs? Now, Cousins actually hasn't been bad. Right, It wasn't his fault they lost to the Giants. The defense was horrendous. I know the last play of the game was kind of embarrassing, but overall that game, I think he almost threw for 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. The defense was hideous. Dak like against the 49ers, and I get they were one of the best defenses in the league. I don't know statistically they were one, but they, they were good. I mean, they're not the 85 Bears or the one Ravens or the 13 Seattle Seahawks. They're really good defense. They had one really good defensive lineman, I you know, and like one cover corner. Do not. Uh, uh, I'm saying his name wrong. Diamador Lenore is one of their starting corners. Hufunga, like the guy, lot of respect, made a Pro Bowl. Not really covering anybody. Like you should be able to. Beside Bosa, like they got a bunch of randos pass rushing. Again, one of the best defenses in the league, but it's all relative. Defense in the league, it's a little different in 2023. And he's throwing multiple picks. It's just it's just not good enough. Simply not good enough for Dak. So I, I think that's why people get critical of the mid-tier quarterbacks because they start getting paid like high-tier quarterbacks. I mean, Dak makes elite quarterback money. (laughs) He just does. Cousins has made... I saw someone tweet it out the other day. I think Cousins' career has made $231 million. $231 million. And I think 228 of that is basically once he started getting franchised to his contracts today. So once you start getting franchised as a quarterback to once you start getting fully guaranteed deals, people expect you to be a high-end player. And as a wise man taught me a long time ago, just because I pay you a lot of money doesn't mean you change as a player. doesn't make you better. Jaguars fan here. Hard to put into words the relief I feel with having a quarterback. Please offer a sober analysis of your expectations because I tend to be too optimistic. Well, I think it's your division to win for the next several years. Colts, complete transitional year. They they don't... Who are they going to draft a quarterback? And they don't control the draft. The Titans feel like they're starting over a little bit. Or like in kind of a a reload slash rebuild mode. And uh, what team am I missing? The Texans. Like they... They're the number one pick in the draft. So you have a Super Bowl winning coach who's clearly just a high-level guy. And you can just be solid with. Like I I think these next several years, like I don't know, average 10-11 wins. I think anything less than winning your division for at least the foreseeable future in the NFL, like two years is a long time. 23-24, division champs. <laughs> and then, then I think the goal is, you know, keep trying to win playoff games. Once you get into the playoffs, you're hosting playoff games. We saw how fun that night game was against the Chargers. I mean, that was badass. The dude threw four picks in the first half. Four. Pretty sure three of them were definitely his fault. And battled back to throw four touchdowns in the second half. So not only do we all thought you had a quarterback because of the hype and the talent. We saw in the biggest moment of his career, I, he's had some pretty big moments in college, right? Because he was in playoff games and stuff. But I mean, an NFL playoff game with 20, 30 million people watching. It's just I, it's the biggest moment of his career. Uh, and a battle back like that, I'd be pretty fired up. I really would. I mean, you got some holes. I mean, you need, to me, a more physical running back. Uh, probably use a tight end. I guess you you franchised Ingram, huh? But I, I wouldn't be opposed to drafting another one. Uh, defensively, your D-line's pretty good. You know, DBs. I, I'd have to look at the Jaguars roster to really break down your personnel. But you got the most important piece. You got a couple pass rushers. <laughs> so you, I, if uh, the dude you took number one overall last year just improves, to go with Allen, like I'd feel pretty good about your front. Do you have any thoughts, leans, on Jason Day at Augusta this year? Every time I look up on Saturday, Sunday, he's playing well. Wondering if he's got a shot top T5 or top 10. I bet him to win outright. If I could do it over again, I would have bet him to finish top five. Um, he was right there at nine under. He doubled 15, uh, bogeyed 16, bogeyed 18. All of a sudden, he's whatever, five over or five under. And now I think as of the rain delays, four under. So he's not going to win, but I I think he easily could get top five in this tournament. Honestly, he could finish like solo third when it's all said and done. A lot of golf left. Big Jason Day fan.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage,
2: making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, last question here. Keep it short and sweet. Happy Easter. Hypothetically, if someone called you on a block number stating, so you're you're the one who busted up my Cadillac, In a voice that perhaps implies ties to organizations that could be sometimes not thrilled with people who damage their cars. And despite my pleas that I, in fact, cannot drive so I could possibly have busted up this gentleman's Cadillac, he still does not believe me. Again, hypothetically, considering all this, which of the following seems most plausible? It's a prank taken into consideration. that most of friends would not pull this kind of prank. Not really their style. Someone did up, did bust up this man's Cadillac and went to the trouble of leaving a fake number, as to seem nice, but in fact did not want to have their insurance payment rise. C. Cadillac man can't read properly and typed in the wrong number. Would love to hear your thoughts, and it featured in the comments on the rest of your wise listeners. Love the show. It's a hell of a question, so you got a guy that might have some mob ties or sound like a crazy guy calling you and want you to... Pay for to fix Cadillac. Well, if you can't drive, I would just tell him 100%. It was not me. You got the wrong number. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, if it gets to the point where he can find it, can he find out where you live? Because if he doesn't know where you live, does it really matter? Uh, now if that keeps you up at night, I mean, I, I wouldn't totally be opposed with going to the authorities. Uh, depending on where you live. You know, San Francisco, I don't know if the authorities are helping you out. If you live in a place like I do, they probably would. So it, that, that probably factors in. Uh, I've never been in this situation. I, I If you honestly are really scared and thinking like, could this guy show up at my house and beat me up? Worst case scenario, something bad happens. I, I don't think calling the police is the craziest thing. If the calls continue, you're right. If it's a prank, maybe eventually it'll go away. It could just be a scam. Is it, does he want you to Venmo the money? Did, did he show you a picture of the Cadillac? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would. If it's an everyday occurrence like these situations, I understand it kind of can be scary. I've never had that happen to me, but I, I would start being a little worried, especially if the guy you know sounded like a scary individual. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't put it past the to reaching out to the authorities if you feel threatened i mean i don't think that's crazy at all uh now if the, if the calls just stop try to just move on uh but if they don't i mean I, I think you only got one option i don't know if you got a buddy you know in the police force or law enforcement i, I, I maybe ask for some advice um that's a crazy hypothetical especially if you did not hit the cadillac you know if it 100 was not you um that's kind of bullshit you know i, I we, we need to find the guy that actually hit the cadillac and get them in trouble but yes probably not great advice so feel for you bro again if that's you know if it's just a hypothetical but i I would lean if you feel nervous or scared i don't think calling the police is the worst thing ever uh so maybe they can attempt to get to the bottom of this i don't know my girlfriend watches way too many crazy shows that you know i'm not big into like i can watch television shows that are fictional about murderers crazy i'm a big action movie guy right or john wick people getting killed left and right it's crazy how girls maybe guys are like this too but it feels like i know a lot of gr- they can watch these murder shows of like real humans it's like i, I don't want this i know this stuff really happens i'm, I'm not trying to live in some naive mindset 24 7 365 but i don't really know if i need these vibes in me it's great like i don't i, I can watch the craziest fictional movies of literally everyone in the movie dying but when I see these things on television that are real, because like your hypothetical is potentially real life, it can scare you. It's like, damn, it's a crazy world we live in. It really is. So uh, keep your head on a swivel. Block, maybe block the number. Maybe get your number changed. That's not great advice. So yeah, I, I just lean authorities if you feel nervous. Again, check out the Volumes website. Volume, check out the merch. We got a little deal going. Golo, Golo swag. The Golo trucker hats look fantastic. As well as the Golo polos. Get a polo, get 50% off a hat. Adios, people.
0: The Volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
1: Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order sitewide with code MOM at oseamalibu.com. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off sitewide.